Hello, and welcome back to the Living in Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Ross O'Hare, and with me today, I've got Ben Brezina. Ben is the director of our media materials and does a lot of stuff around here. He's a teacher, he's a speaker, and he's a frequent podcast visitor. It's good to have you. Thanks, Ross. It's good to be back. Yeah. So today, our topic is Living in Jesus, which, funny enough, is the title of the podcast (laughs) and our study. Amen. And so part of the reason you wanted to do this podcast was just kind of explain how the name came to be and its significance for us. So let's just start with that first question. Why is this podcast and our study called Living in Jesus? Yeah, I love that name, Living in Jesus. It took us a little bit to come to that. We wanted something to capture this idea that's found in Galatians 2.20, which is really precious to each person that has come on staff, and it's really at the heart of our ministry. And that that verse says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life I live now, I live by faith in the one who loved me and gave himself for me. Yeah, yeah. And so that's really this idea that we have been placed into Christ mm. and our salvation comes in Christ and our life is now still in Christ. And how can we capture that in an ongoing basis? Uh, that's That was what we came up with is sure. the, this study, this whole 20 session study was living in Jesus. Yeah. Like you said, it's important to all of us here on staff that living in Jesus means something. And there's verses obviously that talk about us being joined and me living in him and him living in me. But you know, what does it actually mean to live in Christ? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. That's a weird saying, so to speak, yeah. uh, to live in somebody. Yeah. You know, I, in my own personal life, I came to start understanding this idea back when I was in college. And most of my growing up years, I thought the Christian life was doing things for God, trying hard to live a good life, Mm. not sin, do what's right, be unselfish, serve other people. It was about me doing this stuff for God because, you know, he saved me. And this idea that I'm going to be together with him someday in heaven, and I want to make sure I'm in good standing, so to speak. (laughs) And that's what I thought the Christian life was about. And it wasn't until college that I realized that's not the Christian life. Yeah, And it gets marketed as the Christian life quite a bit, but the Christian life really is us living in Christ Mm. and Christ living in us, us being joined together Mm. with him. There's a verse in 1 John where John says, this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Mm. And so this idea is that eternal life, our life, the Christian life, is found in having the Son and the Son having us. Mm. And so we see in the Bible that we're placed into Christ at the moment of salvation. Right. Through an act of faith, God takes us and places us into Christ. Mm. And the Bible says in Galatians 2.20 that we just quoted that we've been crucified with Christ. And then in Colossians 2.12, it says we've been buried with him. And then in Romans 6.4, it says we've been raised with him. And then even in Ephesians 2.6, it says we're seated right now with mm-hmm. him in heavenly places. Yeah. 
And so this idea, yes, we've been crucified with Christ, but also we're still alive in Christ. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, is that he's within us too. And this was God's purpose all along. You see Jesus in the Gospel of John. He's talking about sending the Holy Spirit to come and live with us. He's going to live with us. The Christian life is never separated from God. We're in him. He's in us. And Jesus going to the cross when he's talking to the Father in John 17, he's so excited about this idea of oneness, Mm. you know, that we're going to be one. And not only us and the Father and the Father and us, but that you and I, Ross, as believers are going to be one. Mm -hmm. There's a union. And so when we're talking about living in Jesus, we're talking about being united with him. And this really means that Everywhere we go, whatever we do, we're with Christ and in Christ. He's the only one that has lived the Christian life. He's the only one that has <laughs> been right. sinless. Yeah. And so it's his life in us as we surrender, submit to that life and his leading, that his power becomes displayed in our life and that people look at us and see God in us. Yeah. And that's really the whole idea of the Christian life is we've been united with Christ mm-hmm. and we submit to him and walk in relationship. And through that relationship, his power, his life is manifested in our life. Yeah. I mean, that's so good. And it's, it's obviously it can be very life transforming when we believe that. The caveat here is like, how do we make this actually practical? Those are very Obviously, it's very biblical and scripture-based, very theological, a lot of big Christian words there, but how do we actually make it practical, though, for someone who's like, okay, I live in Christ, but how does that help me day to day? In order to answer that question, let me first look at, well, what's the practical application of looking at the Christian life in the way that I used to, Mm. where it's me doing things for Christ? Right, yeah. And I think what you're going to get, and what I got, is burnout. (laughs) You know, you're going to feel like you can't do it. And you're going to get in situations where you feel overwhelmed and you get anxious. I think about the the disciples rowing the boat in the storm and they're terrified out of their Mm. mind. Jesus is right there with them. You know, and when he wakes, they're like, don't you care that we're here? Right, and that can be the Christian life. If we think we're disconnected from God and we're just trying to do it because God's done something mm-hmm. for us, mm-hmm. then we're going to be scared out of our mind. We're going to be anxious. We're not going to have the power we need, and it's going to lead into burnout. The, one of the men God used in my life to show me this idea of Christ as life is Bob Warren, and he used to say, if you believe that, then you'll have a big smile, sad eyes, and nobody will want what you got. Mm. And that's the truth. Yep. And so understanding that we're living in Christ now, Mm -hmm. right, it plays out in so many areas of our life. The first one that I can think of is that we're never alone. Mm. God is always with us, and he's there to give us counsel. He's there to give us strength, comfort, whatever you need. And we're very needy people. We (laughs) talk about that in the study. We're made to be needy. God's provision is there. And so because he's there and he's an abundant God, we operate now in abundance. Mm. So living in Jesus is a life of abundance. If you get in a situation where you feel like you don't have any patience, well, what's the truth? The truth is God's in you and you're in God and he has all the patience in the world. It's the patience is the fruit of his spirit. Mm-hmm. Or you get into a situation where you feel like you can't love somebody, well, guess what? You have the God who is love living inside of you. And all we have to do is just submit to the love of God. Hmm. So there's that abundance. You know, another beautiful thing about being in Christ is that there's no condemnation. 
Romans 8.1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, <laughs> right? So we're in Christ Jesus. We don't have any condemnation because we've been placed in him and his righteousness is ours now. We have freedom from sin. Romans 8.2 says, the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set us free from the law of sin and death. So we have the power to say no to sin. We don't have that in our own strength. Christ can say no to sin. He lives in us. We live in him. We now have freedom to say no to sin, yeah. and that's found in Christ. We're fully loved. Paul says, Romans 5, 5, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So we have that fullness to love because of the Holy Spirit who's in us and we're in him. And we have fruit that we can now bear because we're in him. Yeah. It's all the fruit, the love, the joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control, all those things in abundance because of Christ in us, the hope of glory. So it sounds like it's a way that we have to place things in the correct order of understanding that because we are in Christ, we can live, like you said earlier, the Christian life. Whereas if we're doing it on our own, and we're, I love the analogy, the picture of it, is the, the disciples in the boat rowing, it's trying as hard as they can. I can relate to that. Again, same, similar to you, grew up in a Christian family, and I just learned through osmosis of Christianity, being around the church, of you got to try hard, you got to please God, you got to do all this stuff. And man, that wore me out. And until I understood what it meant for me to actually be in Christ, I felt like that was what the Christian life, the recipe was. You you got to try real hard, you're going to be worn out, and then yeah. you die one day, right? Yeah. And you got to struggle to become the best version of yourself. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. another way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely, it'll wear you out. Yeah. And so my question then comes to, you know, life is still a struggle, though. I mean, we live in a fallen world with people who do bad things. We make bad choices. There's calamity and strife and just burdens in life that happen, accidents, sickness, illness, whatever, you name it. You know, part of what people might push back on this is, well, if, if I'm living in Christ, then these, shouldn't, these things shouldn't be happening to me, or, you know, they shouldn't be as bad. I shouldn't be struggling as much. How do you respond to that one? Yeah, so being in Christ is not like being in a protective bubble, you know, or, <laughs> yeah. or having an airbag, you know, for nothing to ever damage us, for sure. It's more like having what we need hmm. for every situation. Hmm. You know, what's interesting about the difficulties of life is a lot of times it's the difficulties that help us realize yeah, that, sure. that we need God. And it's a situation where God's supernatural power can be most on display because it overwhelms mm-hmm. our natural course. I think about Jesus. You know, he was God. He could have uh, had any experience on the earth that he wanted, but what did he do? He came and suffered, mm. right? He came and, and bore up. So he he's not asking us to go through anything that he's not willing to do. And the, how did he bear up? He bore up by depending on his heavenly Father yeah, yep. and what he needed from him. And, and there's story after story in the Bible Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't escape the fiery furnace. Mm, yeah. You know, God was with them, yeah, yeah. right? They were untouched because God was with them. Daniel, same thing. He went into the lion's den, but God was with them there. Mm. Shut the mouths of the lions. Yep. Story after story in the Bible, it's not an absence of tribulation. Mm. It's depending on God's life and then manifesting him even in the midst mm. of difficulty. 
Well, and the reality is, though, the difficulty is not something that's just stuck to the Bible. I mean, you you in your life have experienced quite a bit of that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I've talked some on this podcast about the, our journey with our daughter who had a cancerous brain tumor when she was six. She had a golf ball-sized tumor attached to her brain stem. And so we went through a very difficult journey with her. It was cancer. She had to go through brain surgery, which uh, left her without the ability to walk or talk for a while. And we went through a lot of cancer treatment, radiation, having to pick up and move, go to places. It was a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. And I remember at the beginning, uh, when all this was coming on me, and I didn't know much about cancer, and it was overwhelming, and people are throwing statistics. Here are the odds of your daughter surviving. This <laughs> is what she has. Yeah. And trying to figure out things like, what do we do to help her? How can we help her? And then our other kids, we have five kids. It was just so much. Yeah. And I remember you know, the Satan was coming against me. The enemy was coming against me with these thoughts like, this stress, this turmoil is going to destroy your family. I mean, some of the statistics people were showing us were like, you know, 50% of the people come out of this bankrupt. Mm. You know, a lot of people end up divorced because of the stress that's involved when you have kids with terminal sicknesses. And uh, I remember sitting there with the doctor and she was telling us about her situation, Catherine's situation. And I just started crying, and I remember feeling overwhelmed. Hmm. And I, was, I just came out with this question, like, what kind of families can survive this? And she looked me right in the eye and said, families just like you. And the Holy Spirit took that statement and mm-hmm. affirmed it in my heart, said, families just like you that have the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. living in, with inside of them. And it was this idea that no matter what we faced, I had more than enough because I was in Christ, mm-hmm. and Christ was in me. Whatever I needed, there was enough. There was an abundance even in the midst of difficulty. And as I started believing that along the journey, there was enough. There was enough encouragement. There was enough energy. There was enough wisdom that we needed to make decisions. There was enough connection to the right people. And there was enough to actually minister to other people in the hospitals where we saw people that were there for the same reasons we were. And we were able to start praying for them. Even as we were praying for our own (laughs) daughter and praying for our own family, we could pray for them. And there was enough to minister and be there for them. And uh, we saw that in the middle of difficulty. And as we saw that and depended on him, then we saw that his grace was sufficient and is sufficient for every situation. And when Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians, his weakness, and he has this thorn in the flesh, he says that what he realized through that is that God's power is perfected in weakness. Mm. And he says, most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I'm well content with weakness, with insults, with distress, with persecution, with difficulties Hmm. for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And I think that's the revelation that we, hey, yeah, we have to go through difficulties. Jesus had to go through difficulties. Every person in the Bible that we read about goes through difficulties. We're going to face difficulties. Being in Christ does not exempt us from that, but he's with us 
giving mm. us everything that we need. What do you need? Comfort? What do you need? Joy? Joy unspeakable? The peace that passes understanding? What do we need in those situations? Yeah. Jesus is. And if, we, if we're thinking that the Christian life is just doing things for God, then we become real bitter almost because, yeah. hey, God, I've done all this for you and you're allowing this to happen to me. That's exactly really right. the story of Job, right? Yeah. It's like, I've done this and what do I get? I get all this, mm-hmm. you know, and we miss the comfort and provision and abundance is mm-hmm. found in Christ as we rely on him in the middle of our difficulties instead of trying to earn a good life that God owes us, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's so good. I mean, obviously, we have to lean into Jesus when we're going through a lot of tribulations. But what, if you had one thing as a major takeaway for people listening, what do you think that would be? If you placed your faith in Christ, you are one with God. God's in you, and you're in God. Explore that. Hmm. Take some time. Think about Meditate on that. That's yeah. something that needs to sink down deep in all of us. We need to know that God's with us. He's never going to leave us. And he is what we need for every situation that we face in life. Mm. And his presence is one that is empowering, it's comforting, it gives us what we need as we face the trials and difficulties in life. Yeah. Ben, thank you. I really appreciate it. I mean, that gives us such a great picture of what it means to live in Jesus. And obviously, if you want to go to the actual source and go to the Living in Jesus workbook, there's a lot that we discussed in here. Concept of God, Session 1. Two, two Sides of the Cross um, that we talked about, Believer's Battle, Intimacy with God. There's a lot of different things that we can go further in if you want to look at this study. But Ben, thank you so much again. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you, Russ. You bet. And guys, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Living in Jesus podcast. Hey, everyone. We just wanted to let you know that we set up an email address that you can contact us at, and that email address is podcast at cftministry.org. Again, that's podcast at cftministry.org. And we designed it so that you can shoot us your questions, or even if you have a topic that you want us to discuss or go over, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, thanks so much for being a part of this community. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. The Living in Jesus podcast is a production of Christian Families Today and is produced and edited by Ross O'Hare and Ben Brezina. Christian Families Today is a nonprofit discipleship counseling, training, and coaching ministry focused on equipping men, women, and children in how to build biblically healthy lives and families. You can visit our website at cftministry.org to find information about our ministry, the Living in Jesus study, and other free resources. If you are encouraged by this podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you could take a minute and leave us a review. This podcast and all our free content is made available because of the generosity of people just like you from around the world. Until next week, thank you and God bless.